0: Hello, welcome to the Finding Joy in the Journey podcast. This is Sheridan, and today I have a very unique podcast episode for you, and one that you are welcome to skip if it does not apply to you. A year ago, I had a colonoscopy and gathered all this great information and tips from friends that had gone through it and created a Word document with all these tips put together. I have passed it on to quite a few people who really appreciated it, And I decided today I'm going to share my tips for you to find joy in your colonoscopy journey. Again, there's going to be a lot of poop discussion in this episode, and it may not apply to you if you're under 50 and have a healthy colon. You don't have to worry about this, so feel free to skip. But if you're coming here because you were led to it because you're having a colonoscopy, trust me, you will appreciate the tips and tools I share with you today. So let's dive right in beforehand, here are some things to keep in mind. I don't like to fast, so I made my appointment at 6.30 a.m. I think I had to leave at 6.30. All I know is that because it was so early, I had to start my prep earlier and had to finish my second set of drinks by 1.30 a.m., which kept me pooping until 4 a.m., and then I think I had to get up at 6 a.m. or something, right? And so in retrospect, I think I would have preferred a later appointment and been able to sleep after my first pooping round, which ended around 11, and been able to sleep a little bit, wake up, take in my second round. I think I could have slept until 5, taken my second round of drinks, and just given my body a little bit more rest between all of the pooping. That's my suggestion. Ask a lot of questions on timing and figure out what will be best for you. There are a few different options for prepping for your colonoscopy. One involves drinking a lot of this medicine that you mix with liquids. And there's one that is completely covered by insurance, but you have to drink a lot more. Then there's one where it was not covered by my insurance. It would have cost me $100 to get, but it required a lot less liquid, like a lot less drinking and it's worth every penny because even with the less amount of drinking, it was like so much, so much, right? And then here's another option, guys. Now, this was not an option a year ago, at least I didn't know about it. There is a pill option where you take a bunch of pills. I think you take 12 pills and then a few hours later you take six more pills. So this is an option That's maybe less gross than drinking how much you have to drink with the other prep option. Again, I don't think it's covered by insurance, at least for my friends that have done it. The pills are not covered by insurance, so it costs more than, again, the giant bottle of stuff you have to add to liquid. But it's worth every penny. That's another thing that you will need to talk to your doctor about. So this is before you even start getting ready to do it. Think about scheduling and think about how you want to do the prep. The other two things, this also goes along with scheduling, is for the day of your prep, don't plant a lot of big things. You'll be having to do a liquid fast during that day, and you might not have a lot of energy. And then at a certain time at night, you'll have to start taking your medicines and you'll start pooping. So pretty much, I call this day one, your prep day. Don't plan on any exciting things happening. Well, any fun, exciting things happening. And the second thing is for the day after, the actual day, which I call day two, be aware you're not going to be able to drive for 12 hours afterwards. I didn't know this, but luckily I had planned on someone picking my son up from school just because I didn't know how tired I would be. And that's the second thing. You might be tired and not have much energy to do anything. I know some people, my husband felt fine right after, but I was exhausted. So give yourself some space to take a nice nap when you get home and know you're not going to be able to drive for 12 hours after your procedure. All right, I'm going to get into the steps and I want you to know if you go to the show notes and download the PDF, I'll actually have a list of supplies to buy. So if you're driving and listening to this, you don't need to remember it all. Just come back to the show notes and print off the supply list. But I'm going to hop into prep day and how to make it better. The first thing is your liquid diet. This day, you don't eat hard food. You pretty much just drink stuff. Broth was nice because it felt like I had a meal. Lifesavers were nice because I just was tired of drinking all day. So it was just kind of nice to have something to suck on. Green jello or... Like light color jello is something you can have. It tastes familiar and added a little fun into my liquid fast day. And I really appreciated hot herbal tea, especially when it was further along in the process. And I wasn't hungry, but I definitely needed just some warmth in my body. So those are some liquid diet ideas. If you are choosing to do the drink to make yourself poop, what really helped me was making sure that the drink was cold and using a straw. That helped me to be able to drink all that I had to drink. And I liked having hot tea handy because it was nice to have a sip of that in between the long sips of the cold prep drink. I'd have some sips of hot tea. It helped me to get it all down. The next thing is to have an iPad or a TV, something handy that you can stream some shows. I definitely was not able to focus on reading during the cleansing portion of the day. Once I started pooping, I could not read. However, I did stream Schitt's Creek, which felt very in theme for the experience and have a charger cord ready because you may end up watching so long your battery will run out. I also had a tiny table that I brought into the toilet area. I put my iPad on it and some of my other supplies so I didn't have to hold it while I was pooping. I told you this was going to be a lot about pooping in this episode. So I did warn you. Okay, the other tip is if you can, put a comfy chair near the bathroom. It was nice to be all set up in a comfy chair. I had my recliner in there. Between pooping, I had a quiet, comfy place to wait until I had to poop again. And I also had a blanket handy in case I got cold. And it really was nice to have that there and was very comforting. Now, part of this is I had teenagers in the house, so I didn't want to be out in the family room, but also the family room was kind of far away from the bathroom. and You kind of want to be really close to the bathroom. So bring the comfy chair in if you can. Next, you want to have a small garbage can lined with double plastic bags in the bathroom with you. This is where you'll put the baby wipes after you wipe and your Vaseline-covered toilet paper. I'm going to talk about both of those two things in a minute. But having a place to put those things instead of flushing it will protect your plumbing so your flushes are easy. You definitely don't want to clog your pipes while you're doing all this pooping. All right, your new best friend is named Vaseline. Vaseline. You want to use Vaseline liberally, meaning as much as possible, starting with your very first poop. Yes, it doesn't hurt after you poop the first time. And if you use a lot of Vaseline each time you poop, it might not hurt. I bought a big jar with the lid that completely comes off and I'd use toilet paper to scoop some Vaseline out and then apply it on the pertinent area every time I pooped. And I used a lot And I did this, and I never got any burning. So your new best friend is named Vaseline. Your second best friend is named Baby Wipes. These feel nice and cool on your bummy. Use it to dab yourself clean after each poop, and then use your best friend Vaseline to protect. So I guess maybe I should have told those in opposite orders, but you're smart, you can figure it out. But right now, I am going to go change that on my little... Word document because that order is important. Baby wipe first, just kind of dab, and then Vaseline to protect. Having a toilet bowl brush and some toilet bowl cleaner handy is nice. I briefly cleaned the toilet probably two or three times throughout the pooping experience. It somehow made things seem a bit better and it definitely cut down on any lingering smell. Again, I didn't go crazy and clean the toilet. I would just squirt a little in and swish the brush around and flush. Well, I'd flush, squirt a little in, swish. (laughs) Okay, you know what I'm saying. Another idea is to have poopery handy. That's that spray you spray in the toilet before you poop, and it cuts down on the smell. Sometimes you might not have time to spray beforehand. So maybe what you do is after you flush, go ahead and spray and then it's ready for you the next time you come in to poop. It might feel comforting to just have an old towel laying down on the ground between your comfy chair and the toilet room, just in case you don't make it to the toilet in time. Oh, that's another thing. I didn't wear underwear during this cleansing out portion because I didn't wanna have to take time to pull my underwear up and down. So that's another tip that maybe I'll just add in here. Underwear optional. Another option is to use an adult diaper. This could be helpful if you feel you need them during the prep while you're pooping a lot. Where I think it would really have helped me is to sleep better once I did lay down to go to sleep because I was a little worried I might have to hop up and run to the bathroom, but maybe it would have given me a little more peace of mind and be able to sleep. I did not have any, but in retrospect, I wish I had had one or two. The other time I really wish I had it is when it was time to get in the car to drive to the procedure, it feels a little nerve wracking. And you're like, what if I have to poop while we're driving there? And I think just having uh, an adult diaper to wear for the drive probably would have given me a little more confidence to just get in the car and be like, we've got this. And I didn't poop in the car. It's okay. And I didn't poop in my bed. It's just, you're a little nervous because you're doing so much pooping. Okay, now we're on to the actual procedure, which I'm going to tell you is the easy part. It's the prep that's tricky, but I gave you some great tips, and I know you can do it. For the actual procedure, if you're a girl, wear a skirt and some flip-flops to the hospital. Some of my friends have been able to wear their skirt for the procedure. They just pull it up, and they put a gown on, and so it was super easy for them to get redressed after. I don't know if all places will let you do that, but it might be possible. So for the actual procedure, again, it was easy. They checked me in, they took me back, they, you know, asked me all the questions, and then they wheeled me in, gave me some anesthesia, and I was asleep within 20 seconds, and then I was waking up, and everything was done. It was easy peasy. And again, just a reminder, don't plan anything for this day except to rest, Since I didn't get much sleep the night before, the day of, after the procedure, I just took a long nap and then just chilled out. Also, since I wasn't supposed to drive for 12 hours after, I needed people to be able to pick my kids up, etc. My overall impressions of my colonoscopy experience is, well, it wasn't fun, but it was doable. I would say, on a discomfort scale, it was really about a 4 out of 10. It was more gross than anything I didn't feel super sick. It's just I was pooping all the time. and It was gross. I already mentioned about the timing, how I wish maybe I had done it later in the day so I could have gotten a little more sleep the night before. And really having something to watch Schitt's Creek really did help. It took my mind off what was happening and kept me entertained. And the Vaseline was a lifesaver. The Vaseline was my best friend. If you just really refuse to do the colonoscopy, there is the option to do the poop in the cup test where you poop in the cup and you mail it in and they can test it and let you know if there's anything concerning, then they're like, please do a colonoscopy. Well, that's better than nothing. However, for me, it was worth two days of my life to make sure that my colon is healthy. The actual uncomfortable part was only about six hours and it was very manageable. I'm super glad I don't have to do it again for 10 years, but when it is time, I feel prepared with my tools to make it easier. I hope that you can find some joy in your colonoscopy journey. Feel free to share this with any of your friends that might be planning one. Enjoy your pooping. I couldn't resist saying that because I always end my podcast with enjoy. Thanks so much for listening today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend. This is the best way for my podcast to get out in the world so more people can enjoy these tips and tools. An easy way to do that, if you have Instagram, go over to Power Up Your Prayers. You can share my Instagram post about this podcast episode on your stories or just share it with a friend or text your friends a picture and say, hey, go check out this podcast. I really appreciate all of my listeners and I do these podcasts for you. Also, remember to sign up for my newsletter if you haven't already at SheridanRipley.com. This will keep you in the know for all the tools that I'm sharing as well as any classes I might have coming up or other fun things going on that can help you find more joy in your journey.